Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member of the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And welcome to today's episode. How are you doing, JR? I gotta, I gotta be real. I gotta be real. I'm feeling okay right now. I'm still working through some stuff. I am going to be going back to UNLV for work. So that's the big development that has happened recently. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for the opportunity to go back. It's going to be in a different capacity a little bit, something that is going to be more aligned with what I'm doing as a side job or as my business. So it's going to be nice to learn everything from there and then use this opportunity to just to be educated as much as possible so that way I can pursue my own thing. But on the same side of things, I'm a little disappointed. A little disappointed in the fact that I I probably should have tried harder with all that time that I had to myself. You know, that's just what's been going through my head a little bit. So that's why I'm feeling okay. Ebbs and flows and still trying to figure some stuff out. But yeah, I'm doing okay. How about you? Yeah, sorry to hear that you're disappointed, but it's very understandable. I've been in I'm in the ebbs and flows as well. I think that this year is just super transitional for everyone. And so for me, like there are good days, there are bad days, and I'm just excited to continue to move forward, however that looks. And actually speaking of the situations that we're going through, I actually have kind of a subtle research something that I found that I wanted to bring up in relation to what we're going through. And I was reading up on some new psychology things that have come out and I found this article and I just thought, hey, maybe this is something we could talk about and see if it changes our perspective in any way. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Perfect. Daniel Pink is his name. He conducted research on regret. And I'm not sure if we've talked about regret that much in the past. Do you recall? If we did, it was very quickly. But I'm I'm interested to to get into this topic because I think where we're at in our lives right now, we might have some things that we regret or depending on how the research is, maybe it is going to change our perspective on regret is 
Yeah. So I figured in such a time when you have a lot of time to reflect on the past and maybe wish you did things differently. I was wondering what does research say about regret and how we use it? And so Daniel Pink, he has done a lot of research on regret and he has wrote a book about it as well, if you're interested in what I'm discussing today. But basically, I'm going to guide a little bit about what he talked about, but really it's going to be about our thoughts. So what he did is he found that 85% of those that participated in his study, I believe it was about 1,900 people, which is a good sample size, the US, I believe, 85% of them believed that we have free will and 79% thought that things happened for a reason, Mm. which is really interesting because how do you believe both at the same time? You know what I mean? One that you have free will, but also that things happen to you for a reason, conflicting ideas. But basically, Pink discussed that there's a dual role in that people are both the authors and actors of regret. So basically, we do have free will to make our choices, but there are also things that happen to us simultaneously, which I never thought about it that way. Cause usually you're just like, Oh, when I think of regret for me, I'm always like, Oh, I regret doing that. I always look at it as a perspective of free will. Like I did or did not do something. And I regret that not necessarily that something happened to me. And how did I act in response to that thing happening? An author sort of perspective of I chose to act that way, if that makes sense. I was wondering if you felt that way as well. Yeah, I I have. And I've actually had this discussion with friends before in the past about free will versus the universe has a plan for sort of thing. And I definitely keep going back and forth because I honestly don't know what the answer is. Like I will lean to the free will side and then I have a couple of discussions with some people and then I'll start leaning onto the other side. But as far as when it comes to regret, it's interesting that both factors can fit into that because majority of the Mm -hmm. time I would think it's either or it can't be both, but it makes sense why that would be. There are things that I have done in my past that obviously I regret, but I'm fully aware that I was the one who made that decision. Me taking ownership of those moments in my life makes me feel like the author and and, and that's it. But at the same time, those decisions that I'm making for myself, there are factors in those decisions that I have no control over. So it is interesting to see that it, it actually does have both sides to it. Basically, what he found is that a lot of times people will be like, no regrets. That's such a big thing. And I think it comes from also the commercial of the tattoo, no regrets. And there's this whole mentality. And I'm also someone that is like that. Whenever someone's, what's your biggest regret? I'm always like, I don't regret anything because I learn from every situation. And I always thought that was so profound and like a more wise way to look at things. But actually what Daniel found is that is not a good way to approach life. And that when you look at life as having no regrets and that things are happening for a reason and you can learn from everything, that it can actually hinder your growth, which I think is really interesting. And this is because you're not necessarily looking at your past as behaviors you want to change. You're just looking at things that happened and that you learned from. But if you change that perspective to, I regret that I did that, it kind of implements in your mind that you don't want to perform that way again and that there's a growth that is happening there, if that makes sense. So it makes it more concrete in the idea that you're trying to get over that situation, not necessarily embracing that situation. Yes, exactly. So it's really weird because for me, it always felt like embracing it helped me find value in it. 
but I never stopped to consider that you can find value in something while still acknowledging that you don't like that it happened. I can definitely relate with that too. I was saying the same thing when I came to my gambling addiction is that I tell people that I don't regret those moments in my life because it, it has gotten me to where I'm at today and I've learned so much from those situations. But at the same time, I still am susceptible to relapses. So me saying that I don't regret those moments, is that really just me coddling the idea that, yeah, you know, my addiction is going to be with me forever. So it's going to just be this thing that I'm going to experience as time moves on just because I'm saying that I don't regret those mm -hmm. situations versus if I were to take a more uh, stern stance on I regret getting into gambling. Maybe that would change my mindset and maybe help with the idea of not being susceptible to relapses. So uh, it is definitely something that is interesting that I definitely have to think about. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up. He brought up that there are two narratives that we have in life the first is called a contamination narrative and this is where things go from good to bad so obviously your situation is being contaminated mm -hmm. and then the other is a redemption narrative where things go from bad to good and basically if you want to have good psychological health you need to see your life as a redemption story because that has an upward trajectory and it is a reminder to yourself that no matter where you are you can always get better from here but a lot of times at least for me, especially recently, when things go bad, I'm like, oh, my gosh, of course it did. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. and it just seems like I'm letting that contaminate other areas of my life instead of being like, wow, the come up from here is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just changing the perspective like we always talk about is the way that you talk to yourself it has such a big impact on where you go in your future and how you feel. This definitely falls into that too. Contamination and redemption. It's the idea, like even just the opening of this episode was more of a contamination feel for me where I'm saying like, oh, I'm disappointed with going back to work because I didn't, ha I, I didn't try hard enough yada yada if I were to switch the narrative a little bit and make a redemption of, hey, I get this opportunity to go back yeah, it didn't work out the way I had hoped, but now I have this opportunity to learn something new and I can take what I learn and uh, apply it to my freelancing that I want to do full time. So exactly. just saying that made me feel a little bit better. So obviously <laughs> Yeah, works. yeah, it's crazy. And that's why I wanted to bring it up today, because really for me, I don't really dwell in regret, but I do, I guess, in the same day kind of manner. And I know we've talked about journaling a lot and we can maybe talk a little bit more about that. But usually same day, I'll do the reflecting and be like, wow, I really regret doing this. And I'm upset that this happened or whatever. But I try not to dwell too much on the past. Maybe that's because I'm so focused on making sure I need to get where I need to be right. for the future. But in considering how I even think about those things and applying that redemption narrative to all areas of my life. It's like the main character thing we were talking about, but in a positive light, because if you keep looking at that arc as being redemption, it allows you to have the motivation to work harder and see what's happening around you as not something that's necessarily negative. Yeah, I, I like that a lot because I think when we think about the past, we sometimes think that the past is a lot further than what we're making it out to be, but 
a lot of the situations that happen in the present and, and just happen to you, the past is pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. And it's actually not that long ago. Now, some of the stuff that I'm dealing with personally, I I say I want to put the past behind me and all that, but it literally just happened maybe a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, whatever it is that I'm experiencing. So it always feels like it's right there because it's so new versus something that might have happened like 10 years ago that it's it, it is difficult to get out of that situation at least it is for me to progress out of that state of mind just because it is so new it is so fresh but this actually helps a lot because it reframes what you're thinking is when it comes to these situations and whatever whatever I'm going through or what you have been going through for the past month it can all change if the outlook changes and yeah. I think that this redemption contamination idea definitely puts that in the forefront of realizing, yeah, you can change the narrative to better your situation. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of narratives, I know that you had some things you wanted to bring up for today's episode. Yeah. I, I know you had mentioned about journaling and, and we've had some people write in and talk about the journaling episode and, and how to journal better. And I think that where we're at right now, these prompts that I looked up and everybody can do this. It doesn't cost anything. You could just go online and look for journal prompts because I know that for me, sometimes I have an issue of what should I write right now? Maybe I don't want to write about what's going on. Maybe I just want to lose myself a little bit and talk about something else, but I don't know what that is. You can definitely go on Google, search for journal prompts. There's even prompts for every single day of the year. It's crazy. But what I wanted to do is I just took four different journal prompts based on a different theme. So the themes that we have are acceptance, forgiveness, self-worth, and self-love. And there's one prompt for each that want to see where our minds are at right now, where we see ourselves going forward. So I wanted to try this little exercise uh, with us and everybody who's listening can follow along too. And I would encourage it too, because I think some of the prompts are very interesting and stuff that I haven't actually talked about even to myself. Ayla, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So the first journal prompt for acceptance, the question is, what do I struggle to love most about myself? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is also really good for what the Love Yourself Foundation is about, self-love exploration. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think that I probably struggle most to accept and love my introversion and again i'm gonna remind people since i know some of you don't listen to all of our episodes or maybe haven't caught up with our past episodes but introversion doesn't mean shy it just means you get your energy from being alone and not with other people so when you're an introvert your energy meter depletes faster when you're with other people and you need to be alone to regain that energy back and That's something I understand a lot, but I wish I was someone that could be around people all day and still have energy and have my energy even be repleted from being with people. And because I work in such a social environment all days of the week, when I get home, I'm so drained and I wish that wasn't the case. And it's taken me a while to come to terms with that's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. And often I struggle with the fact that I'm not someone that's good at small talk or someone that's super sociable in that manner. Who would have thought hosting a podcast? But (laughs) (laughs) it's something that definitely takes a lot of effort for me in the sense that it takes a lot of my energy out and it's what i would say i struggle the most with gotcha 
So how do you manage those situations? So let's say you're at work, you're really keying it up, right? Because you got to be sociable with the people that come in to your job. And then you come off of work. Maybe you have some friends that want to go hang out. Do you force yourself to go hang out with those friends because you haven't seen them in a while? Or do you resort back to going into yourself and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to chill. Like, how do you manage those feelings? Yeah, there are a couple different things that I do. One, when I'm at work, I have found ways to preserve my energy. So I know that I'm not just outwardly expending it all. By the end of my shift, I have nothing left. Mm -hmm. So I save what I have for the correct moments, if you will, and try to find almost like a meditative like state in between those interactions with people. But when it comes to after work, I will say that I do struggle a lot with having energy to go out with people after. And I am the kind of person that is, oh, I can't commit to being there that day because I don't know how I'll feel. And I'll be like, I want to go, but it depends on how I'll feel that day. And luckily the people around me um, are very accepting of that and are like, yeah, totally just let us know. But I do acknowledge that is something that is hard for me because a lot of times I don't have the energy to go out. And I've seen that happen many times where I've wanted to. And then by the time it comes, I really am just so drained and I don't want to keep pushing myself farther. And so for me, the best way that I combat that is making sure that I have ways to restore my energy in place. So Mm -hmm. maybe if after work, I can go home for an hour or two, what can I do in that time to really regather my energy so I can go out? Is it taking a nap? Is it reading a book? What is it that it looks like for me to take in that space for me? And it changes every day. And so that's really something where as you continue on your self-love and exploration journey, really understanding yourself and what you need and how it's going to change from day to day is really crucial in navigating situations like that. I appreciate you sharing that because I think there are a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing how you manage that introversion. And I I think that's important to understand too, is just between being an introvert or extrovert, it really comes down to what's comfortable for you and how to manage those feelings when it comes up or when you feel exhausted, that it's okay not to push yourself so much or stretch yourself so thin because all about self-love, you got to know what's good for you. So I appreciate you going into that. Yeah, I love answering prompts. So this is fun. What's your answer to the question? What do I struggle to love most about myself? I know one of the prompts is is self-worth, but I think that is something that I struggle a lot with. I'm a very humble person. I like to downplay a lot of things that I do because I don't want to feel like I'm gloating or I don't want to feel like I'm getting a big head or anything like that. So it's hard for me to accept compliments majority of the time because I'm like, no, it's either it's not that big of a deal or it's more about we instead of me. But I'm starting to realize that there is self-love and self-worth that it's okay to celebrate those victories. It's okay to be confident in your skill set. It's okay to pat yourself on the back once in a while. And that's something that I don't do enough of. And I've had people tell me that to my face (laughs) multiple times, but yet I'm still very hard-headed to accept. But yeah, that's something that I struggle to love most about myself is is just that self-worth. So I definitely want to continue to work on that. Yeah, and I'm glad you can acknowledge that and know that At least if other people are telling you too, like, hey, you did good here. Acknowledge that for a moment. And you're like, fine. It's definitely something that takes time for sure. That's, I think, one of the hardest things for people in general, self-worth. And I'm excited to see what the prompt is for that section. But 
it's something that is very fragile and takes a long time to build almost like an egg that needs mothering (laughs) if that makes sense to protect and then grow into something that's more sturdy so thank you for sharing yeah absolutely and getting into the next one is forgiveness so the prompt for forgiveness is what can i thank myself for thank myself for interesting i so if you're looking at yourself and you're like ayla i want to thank you for this (laughs) what would you say to yourself Yeah, I'm someone that um, really practices gratitude just because I acknowledge all the benefits it has. And I also like to try to just be positive in everyday life. And so for me, there is something that I've had things to myself for and what I continue to is just my determination and belief in myself. It's something that has really allowed me to continue to grow when I didn't really feel support from others. And I find that it's not something that everyone has. So I'm just really grateful that no matter how I'm feeling, my brain somehow has the energy to push me to keep going and to strive for better each day. And that's something that really helps keep me going, which is really nice. That's really beautiful. And I will say that me on this side of things, looking at you, I definitely see that progress within you and and how determined you are to get to the places that you want to be in the times where you've come over to my apartment to record i can sense that aspiration of where you want to be and 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 where you want to take things and Mm -hmm. you're just very determined into getting to that next level to that next step and as many hardships that you've come across where things just don't pan out as as you would hope you're still there doing everything you can to keep that dream alive. I think you're doing a great job and I definitely see that determination in you. And you know what? I thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's something that is really powerful when you learn to foster that because with things not working out so often, and I don't see that as a bad thing because I'm like, okay, one step closer then. And kind of having that mindset has helped me so much and it excites me for where the future will bring just because I'm willing to work hard to get there. Uh, Redemption mentality, you would say. Trying here, trying. (laughs) Um, What's your answer? For me, it's, I I thank myself for taking a risk. Something where I've always felt very comfortable where I'm at, Um, not really doing too much outside the box because I'm safe where I am. I'm excited, or, or not excited, I'm thankful that I took the risk I did last year to leave my job and try to do something on my own. Never thought that I would do something like that, but it has definitely taught me a lot, not only about starting something on your own, but it made me learn more about me. And I don't think I would have had that opportunity unless if if I ended up doing that. Now things didn't pan out, of course. I don't take back any of that time I learned so much. I've made so many connections. I, I made new friends. I've been a part of new projects that I never thought I would have the opportunity to, to do because of all of that and everything that I've learned and everyone that I've met. I thank myself for doing that. That's a great one. And I'm really glad that you chose and acknowledge that. And I love how these prompts are positive too. It really allows you to dive deep into your self-love journey. And yeah, thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the prompts are, they vary, but these specifically, I think really engage the both of us, especially where we're at, where we believe and we feel that things aren't working out, that 
even through these prompts, we can still find the positivity in things. That was really the main goal of, of picking these specific ones. And this, and talking about uh, all of that, the next one is self-worth. So for you, Ayla, what do you believe you deserve? That's a really loaded That's question. A, okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the episode. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting Ooh, i know right i know these are hard to come up with on the spot too trying not probably to... should have sent them prior but we love an on the spot answer yeah i have the mentality as i also wish for anyone is that we all deserve happiness mm -hmm. and that looks differently to everyone and so for myself when i say i deserve happiness i think about the things that matter to me and my goals and remind myself that that's something that shouldn't be out of the left field, if you will, of something that I want and something that's unattainable to me. And that's right. probably where my determinism comes from. But I do believe that I deserve that happiness and I believe other people deserve it too. And so I'm always someone that supports whatever choices are necessary to help you get there, whether it's cutting your hair or putting a slit in your eyebrow, whatever it comes out to, I'm always someone that's, if that's going to make you happier, do it. Don't let anyone else tell you differently. And so I have that approach to my own life and looking at what decisions make me happier. And that's why I've left jobs in the past and have dyed my hair black when I had blonde hair and just done things that I knew would make me happy, even if other people may have questioned it. Wait, hold so. up. You had black hair at one point? Yeah, and I'm actually dying it again this month. Whoa, okay. <laughs> She's finding happiness, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I deserve happiness. That, there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. What is your answer? Um, Actually, funny enough, it was happiness, but I do have a secondary one. <laughs> but like, since um, I can't copy that. Right, um... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you said it so eloquently. I, I can't really follow up with that. But my other one was I deserve to be successful. Yeah. And like you said, with happiness, it looks different for everyone. Me being 33, about to be 34, been working the same type of job for about 15, 16 years. I think my mindset as far as what career looks like and what success looks like is totally different than what it was just even a decade ago, where before I would want to have the biggest title ever and to make millions of dollars that is what success looked like to me where now and a lot of people my age are in the same mindset is success really is just doing the thing that makes you happy doing the thing that you're passionate about whatever that monetary value looks like is whatever but the fact that you get to do what it is that you love to do every single day to me that's what success looks like now so hmm. i think for me that is what I deserve is to be successful and especially going through what I've gotten through for the past seven, eight months and realizing where I need to go in order to be where I want to be. I know what it's going to take for me to be that successful. It's yeah. almost like affirmations. Like I deserve right. to be happy. I deserve to be successful. I really like that one. And I'm glad that you shared something different so I could gain that perspective as well. Absolutely. All right, let's close it out with the last one, which is what we always talk about in every episode is self-love and it's a big one okay prepare yourself okay what makes you happy oh so connecting to the past episode too mm -hmm. past prompt 
It's a hard question because it's like everything. There's so many things. Have you seen the books before where it's like a thousand reasons to be happy or something like that? No, And it'll be like pizza. And number two will be like waking up well rested or sleeping in. And three will be like sunsets. Like I could do that for probably an hour and be like, all of these things make me happy. The Um, ones that are listening can't see it, but I was smiling the whole entire time. (laughs) Yes. Because pizza makes me very happy. So many things. I think also connecting back to the research article I started with, they talked a lot about like values and how when you look at people's regrets, you can tell what they value. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I'm looking at what it is that makes me happy and where my values lie, a lot of the things come from connection to others, connection to myself as well. So like I was talking about with renewing my energy, what makes me happiest is really listening to myself and having that connection to say, hey, what is it that's going to help you renew that energy? Is it coloring? Is it knitting a blanket? What it, What is it going to be that day? Is it getting pizza? And looking out for myself at all times to do the things that can make me happy because I think it differs from day to day. What's going to make you happy one day? Like maybe I'll have the energy one day to go out to the strip and walk the strip and party all night. I don't know. Maybe that's not what's going to make me happy on a Monday. And maybe it really just comes down to listening to yourself and pursuing reasonably, obviously, what it is that'll help you be happy and stay happy in the future. I love that. That's amazing. I was going to go really simple and just say coffee, but (laughs) that that is amazing. Um, and, and it's so true. It's just you have to to really look within yourself to to know what it is that is going to make you happy. I'm so, sorry, but oh. that line you saying coffee is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could have done that, but I was like in a non in a, in the most vague answer that I could possibly right, say. But yeah. <laughs> I think um, a good journal prompt, or at least an activity to do, is to have an like entire notebook just dedicated to things that make you happy. And so mm. if you're ever like sad or in a bad mood or regretful to just start writing out things. And that way, like you can look back later and see all the things that make you happy as well. Yeah. And in all seriousness, what actually makes me happy um, is the show. If I'm being completely honest, that's so good. I never thought that I would have an opportunity to do something like this. I, I, I we didn't even know each other back then either. So I, I think it's all just encompassing, and it's it's not necessarily the conversation itself, but it's everything that we learn through these episodes. The the mm-hmm. people that have reached out that are listening and it actually has been helpful, like. It all is intertwined in this idea that we're helping people. And at the same time, we're helping ourselves as well. Yeah. And I think that that's where the happiness stems from is providing that help. Because not only for those that are listening, but for us, me and Ayla, there's so many things that we've gone through, so many things that we've talked about that have built us up and have broken us down. But at the same time, there is happiness in doing this show because of all of that. So that is what brings me happiness. Wow. So heartfelt, but I agree. It's and so coffee nice too. just listen, and let's coffee. not get it twisted. <laughs> I'm more of a tea person, so okay. I'll say tea, but okay. I appreciate you saying that. And I feel that too, knowing we can come as we are and take the time to think and learn not only for ourselves, but for others is something that's really amazing. And I can't be thankful enough for where we are and also 
how excited I am for where we're going and one day having our own studio and it'll be amazing. And I think that's a great segue into our favorite part of the episode with our quotes of the day. Let's do it. Would you like me to start, JR? If you got it, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I have two quotes picked out. Oh, a little bit of a surprise here, but I think I'm going to go with a quote from FDR. It is the only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts today. Wow. And really connects back to a redemption mindset and how if we continue to doubt, it's going to prolong that negativity in our lives. Yeah, 100%. We -hmm. talk about it all the time and that quote really does sum it up. Yeah. Just put it in a positive mindset. Believe that things will happen for you. And more than likely it will because you're putting out that energy. It has to give it back to you. So I I like that quote a lot. And what is your quote for today? My quote is, comparison is an act of violence against the self. I'm going to butcher this real quick. Ayanla Vanzant? Sorry. We always do that. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It's a thought that counts. Yes. Yes. I love that quote. And that I'm, we, I feel like we've talked about this in like roundabout ways, almost every episode and how like the comparison is the thief of joy kind of mentality. Yeah. It really goes back to what we've been saying this entire episode, that happiness is something that's dependent on you and you need to do whatever that reflects. And right. so I'm really happy that you mentioned that. Thanks. Yeah. And and this has been huge for me uh, recently and just comparing yourself to other people's success uh, or what you perceive their success to be. And obviously we've talked about social media all the time that heightens Mm -hmm. that idea a lot or that idolization mentality, but you got to do what's going to be right for you. And comparing yourself to other people is, is going to just stunt that growth. So yeah. the faster you stop comparing yourself to others and just worry about what it is that you're trying to do for you, the sooner you'll get to where you want to be. And I will say that after getting rid of social media, like I don't have Instagram or Twitter anymore, I have felt a lot happier because I'm not looking at what the people close to me are doing mm-hmm. unless like they are so close that we're texting about it. And it helps me understand the full picture because I'm not just seeing people I never talked to only post the good about their life and being like, wow, my life isn't great all the time like that. So being able to limit that comparison is something I needed to do on a higher level because I knew that I could just stop my brain from doing it. So if that's something you struggle with, I definitely recommend taking breaks if you have to or even limiting what social media you have. Yeah, 100%. I'm glad you brought that up too. I think that helps out a lot of people to understand that and know that you can have that willpower to come off of those apps or to stop using them for a little while or altogether. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what it is that you're looking for out of your life because if it's not benefiting you, then some things have to change and that's okay. Yeah. And as a final thought, we can use today's episode to love ourselves by really considering what it is that happiness means to us and reminding ourselves that we deserve that. Take some time to go over the prompts that JR talked about today and let us know what you think or if there's any other journal prompts that really spoke to you as well. Any final thoughts from you, JR? No, I I think we we put together another banger of an episode. Um, (laughs) This was really good. And if I'm being honest again, this was much needed for me. It's always great to do these episodes, to do the show with you, Ayla. And I think that where we're going, 
from here, I think it's going to be a positive one. So um, definitely, we're excited for the next one. And with that, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what all of this means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. You know what? I'm not done yet. Hold on one second. (laughs) Real quick before we end the show, favorite pizza toppings or favorite pizza that you get. Wow, what a twist. I'm horrible and I just get pepperoni. <laughs> that's that's not horrible. That's good. It's so basic, but well, but sometimes I do like onions and green peppers as well. But traditionally I'm just a pepperoni gal. Okay. I'm a supreme kind of guy. So okay. I was I a little was bit more curious. fancy. Yeah. I, when you said pizza in that other prompt, I was I was locked in. What does she like to okay. So now that that's out the way. Pineapple and ham. Oh. <laughs> All right. People are triggered now. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home. Oh.